Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. As we speak right now, there's a civil war that is not breaking out, that has broken out in Sudan. Americans were evacuated. There is now a conversation of viruses going missing. The southern border is a hellscape. I'm coming to you right now from McAllen, Texas. I'm just a few miles away. I'm going to be on that border, bringing it all back to you. This economy continues to fall deeper and deeper into the inflation trap and closer and closer into what others will describe as the recession, even though the vast majority of Americans already feel like they're in it. And what is it that I see? Not a conversation about Joe Biden's criminally insane video announcing his re-election. It's people upset with Olympic gymnast Simone Biles for the way she wore her hair at her wedding. We have to stop thinking that social media is news, people. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Why would I bring this up? What's the point of this? This is not a story. A gymnast gets married. I think, did she marry a guy who plays football? I thought he, he, he played football or something like that. Anyway, uh, congratulations to them both. I hope they're very happy. This is a story that people were upset with her for the way she wore her hair. What it must be like to have that level of free time. I just shared with you four things going on. Yes, Biden's reelection bid is a big deal. I spoke to Ed Marcy of Hot Air about it. Oh, this video is, you got to see the video. I, I have it up. Uh, if I don't have it up already, I will at TonyKatz.com. I, I, I'll share it with you on air. You, 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 you almost do have to see it to believe it, to believe how bad it is. And, and, and uh, let me say that I'm, I'm sticking to my guns here and I'll get into it more. This election, 2024, is going to be the ugliest, nastiest, most bitter thing you ever saw. Because anything that Joe Biden has ever said about being a uniter, they just put to bed. We already knew that it was false. We knew that it was a, a, a hashtag fake news. We knew it was a false claim. Holy cow. This Sudan issue has been brewing for the past week. This does not have an end in sight. This ends with people dying. That's what this ends with. I'm here. I, I'm in McAllen, Texas. Came out with Americans for Prosperity, americansforprosperity.org, full disclosure. I do work with Americans uh, for Prosperity. I, I'm financially compensated by them. It's just important to note. I, I always believe in being uh, honest about what's going on. This border is a disaster. Still, we have a country that hasn't figured out how to fight fentanyl, which is how to stop fentanyl from crossing the border, which is a question of looking at Americans and saying, it's the cartels or it's your kids. Choose. And then going about acting appropriately. But anybody who says, I choose the cartels, put them at the border and let them fight the fight. Anybody who chooses the cartels has to go. 
because right now you've got a lot of members of Congress who refuse to do anything about this border. They could, they don't. So maybe they got to go too. Because your kids, my kids, someone's kids are dying from fentanyl, which we allow into the country. We also allow Chinese nationals to walk over the border into the country. Don't even ask me how that's humanly possible. They just ended up in Nicaragua and decided to take a walk north. You know that's not what's happening. I know that's not what's happening. Real issues, real problems. My God, if we were to actually focus on nothing but this, we would go crazy, which is why I do believe in lightening it up a little bit. You got you to gotta mix in uh, the stories and the conversations. Not everything. If, if you let it, you could go nuts. But Simone Biles' hair? If you are somebody commenting on the hair of a woman who got married that you don't know, if you feel like, because I, I wondered, um, is, is this uh, because her hair wasn't done in a certain way because she's a black woman and it had to be done in a certain way? Was this a racial thing and I didn't catch it? Because that would just be perfect. That would be the perfect, perfect understanding of the madness in, in, in our society. We can't focus on the real thing. We can't get Representative Ocasio-Cortez to figure out she's wrong about the border. We can't pressure Democrats and Republicans to come together and say, hey, let's make sure our kids live to see tomorrow. Nope, nope, nope. We got to have multi-page spreads to whether or not Simone Biles had the proper hairdo to match her culture or something. Don't we get tired of the lack of seriousness? And don't we equally get tired of the lack of insanity? Or, 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 or I should say the lack of the total insanity. Like everything is either ridiculously ignorant fluff or it is hypersonic insanity that's going to lead to the death of all of us. Like there's no middle ground. Lately, this has been on my mind. It's going to continue to be on my mind. The border is certainly on my mind, as well as the Tucker and Don Lemon firings. Or was it a firing in the case of Tucker? That is an interesting question. I, I, I do want to break. I can do that now. I can do that now if you want. I, I do want to break that down. You know what? Give me a couple minutes. Because I do, I do want to break that down. Just like I did a full uh, dissection of this terrible Biden ad. But I wonder sometimes if the story like the Simone Biles one, is it run because this is what some people just, this is all they care about? And if you're a news outlet, like pick your news outlet, you have to cover these ridiculous, pathetic non-stories because that's why people click. It's the same reason people read People Magazine. I'm not knocking people who read People Magazine. I am just saying this is not necessarily breaking or heavy news. But some people want an escape, and I believe in escapism. It's important. But there comes a moment where we're just filling column inches and hope we get to more clicks, right? We can't have, amongst Americans, a demand for a stopping of fentanyl coming across the border. We can't say as Americans... If you are a grown man 
from China walking into the United States from Mexico, clearly Mexico's guilty and you shouldn't be allowed in the country and who cares what your story is? Go back and fix China. I had to leave. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a refugee. No, 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 no. I'm seeking asylum. No, 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 no. Communists don't get to seek asylum. Why? Well, you, you, until you deal with your government, yes, you are. And it is not for the United States to have to go through the incredible hassle of trying to figure it out. Now, if there are known political prisoners, that's a different subject. But trusting the Communist Chinese Party can't be done. So yes, people walking across the border should all be considered as members of the Communist Chinese Party and immediately sent back to China. You don't get to come to the United States. Go somewhere else. Well, Tony, that's not very welcoming. Correct. The very welcoming concept is based on a couple of things. Include When it says you're tired, you're poor, you're huddled masses, yearning to breathe free, not be free, breathe uh, free. First, Emma Lazarus did not write policy. She wrote a poem. And I'm not interested in dedicating our foreign policy or, or, or uh, basing our foreign policy on poems. I think that's... Um, I think that's um, kind of nuts. I think that's a very, very uh, bad idea. What is the poem I've seen the brightest uh, of my generation? I forget. Is, is that Allen Ginsberg? I, I, I always forget who the author is. Yeah, I'm not basing policy on Allen Ginsberg either. I'm basing policy... On policy, by the way, the poem I'm thinking of is Howell. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness, starving, hysterical, naked, dragging themselves through the, I'm not even allowed to say the words now. Oh my God, you can't even quote Howell. I didn't even dawn on that as I'm starting to read. I'm like, whoa, it's not even a thing, but I can't say it because I think the radio station might get in trouble. And I can't have the stations get... We live in the upside freaking down. But no, let's talk more about Simone, ba uh, Simone Biles' hair. Let's make sure we're, we're all... We're all very uh, focused. We have real issues. And I am not saying that you can't take a break from time to time. I'm saying that you should take a break from time to time. I find myself at a bit of a crossroads on, on, on some of these things. But I, 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 one of the things that I'm, and I'll get into it is my, my belief that you have to be involved in small victories in small ways to get to bigger victories in bigger ways. But I'm telling you right now, I, the New York Post is running a story about Simone Biles' hair. I just gave you four things amongst four million things. Maybe social media isn't a way we should dictate the things that we need to discuss. 
the problems that we have and ways uh, to get through them. Holy cow. Guys, that wasn't my plan. I wasn't planning on starting that way. That story just came across and I'm out of my head about it. Meanwhile, what happened to Tucker? What happened to Don Lemon? And are the rumors true? I've got that coming up. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. So let's talk beer data. Bud Light screwed the pooch. Bud Light decided to play woke games and got woke prizes. Bud Light didn't understand its market. The vice president of marketing for Bud Light turns out hated the people who drank Bud Light and decided to actually go after them by hiring this man, Dylan Mulvaney, to be a brand ambassador. Dylan Mulvaney plays a character, uh, a caricature and a character of this kind of like preteen girl. It's really gross. It's super ugly and misogynistic. And I don't, I don't understand how any women anywhere could be okay with it. I just, I just can't see it. I one, one should not hate themselves that much. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Good to be with you. Well, they hire Dylan Mulvaney, who I'm saying is, first of all, is a man. Secondly, I'm saying as an actor, and one day they're going to write an amazing book. Mulvaney's going to write an amazing book. Um, they hire him to be a brand ambassador, and people are like, why are you throwing politics, transgender stuff into my beer? Just leave me alone. And uh, they stopped buying Bud Light. At least that's what we heard. And people started screaming, oh, Bud Light's taking it on the chin. Bud Light's losing so much money. Budweiser's going to learn their lesson but nobody knew that for sure. They just said it. Oh, look at the market share they lost. A stock going down for three days is not lost. A stock being down for three months, that's lost. That's been my argument. Show me data. Okay, Fox Business showed me data. That Coors Light case sales are up 10.6% and Miller Light is up 11.5%. Bud Light has fallen 6.7% year-to-date and more than 21% for the week ending on April 15th. That is data. That's the first, as, as I see it, the first actual proof that Bud Light is taking a hit. Now, you can argue, well, what about them firing their VP of marketing? And they placed the vice president of marketing for Bud Light, Alyssa Heinerscheid, on a leave of absence. Also going on a leave of absence was her boss, Daniel Blake. Todd Allen, who is the global marketing vice president for Budweiser, is going to be taking over. Now... Taking over means, hey, what is our core again? That's right, those fratty guys with their out-of-touch humor. Let's sell them beer. That's plan number one. Remember, she developed a plan not to sell them beer, but to exclude them from buying beer because she didn't like how it made her feel. These guys didn't do anything wrong. 
Well, what about toxic masculinity? Well, if you're a fool enough to believe in toxic masculinity, you probably don't want to sell to college-age guys who drink Bud Light. So therefore, you hate them. But that's the core. So what's your plan? That's right. Your plan is to so alienate them and everybody else that you'll guarantee yourself another job in another place because you were so brave. It wasn't brave. It was hateful. It was hateful. But the data, that's the part that matters. That's the part that is important here, that you actually see a week-on-week and a year-to-date shrinking of Bud Light's volume. That's what matters. Now, will it hold? Meaning, will it continue? I don't know, which is why I said, give me a couple months. I wanted four months. Now I only need three more. Show me that this is the trend line next month or that it holds that Bud Light is selling this many, this percentage of of less cases. Yeah, people do get fired for that. That's real, real money in a super competitive space. Because it's not like they all say, all right, uh, you know what? Forget Bud Light, I'm going to Coors Light. It's not what they say. They say, forget Bud Light. All the others have to now market to try and grab this segment. But the people who left Bud Light have a very, very high propensity or high opportunity, I should say, for finding something else where they go, oh, this is good. And then they don't think about Bud Light anymore because this is good. And they forget why it is they're angry with Bud Light, but this is good. And Bud Light has lost them forever. This is very much what happened with Newsmax regarding Fox viewers after the 2020 election. They didn't give up on news. They just stopped going to Fox News every day. They went to Fox News three times a week. Now with Tucker gone, maybe once a week. The Newsmax didn't get every Fox viewer for forever. They got some Fox viewers on a more regular basis. That's what happened. And that did stick. Now with Tucker leaving and the way it was done and where the rumors are, there's only more of a chance for that to grow. Bud Light's in the same place. Bud Light's in the same place. So it's 6.7% down case sales, cases, uh, oh, year or oh, oh, for for the year, so let's say that becomes four percent by the end of the year. Comes up a little bit. What happens if it's four percent next year? Then we could say, and we might be able to do it earlier than that, that Bud Light lost four percent. That's never going to come back. They will never, ever, ever drink Bud Light again. They've moved on to something else. Bud Light's not even in their lexicon. This is beer we're talking about. These are real battles. And percentages matter. Leave of absence isn't enough for Alyssa, the former VP of of, of marketing. Alyssa Heinerscheid. She needs to get fired as a message to the rest of the crew. 
get your head out of your butt and do your job properly. I'm Tony Counts. So Joe Biden announces he's running for re-election and he does it the way you do it in 2023. You do it with a video. And I watched that video and I could not believe it. Man, are we in for one long, nasty, ugly election season. Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. I'm going to play you some of this. And I had the chance to sit down with Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com. He's also the author of the book Going Red, which you can find at Amazon.com. He wrote the book breaking down the data of, do you realize how few votes it takes in certain key counties, in certain key states to ensure an electoral uh, electoral victory. It's kind of incredible how it works. This video is kind of incredible about what it doesn't say because it is just this is just bad stuff. There's there's no message here. It's ugly. And then and then I saw this Biden. I'm in, and so is my demagoguery from the one and only Ed Morrissey of hotair.com and I'm like I'm not alone <laughs> and neither <laughs> neither are you uh Ed Morrissey hotair.com um on a scale of 1 to holy crap or maybe it's going from on a scale of 1 to is this really the best that could could come up with what was your take your first gut reaction from Joe Biden's reelection uh video released today I'm, I'm, first off, great to be with you, Tony. Um, and uh, and I love AFP. So um, uh, I'm a huge I'm a huge AFP fan. I've worked with them in the past. They're a great organization. Um, my first reaction was the very first image that comes up is a January 6th image, right? Once I think there's a picture of Biden, and the very first image when it gets to you know off of him is a January 6th image. It was like, okay, I know what this is going to be. <laughs> this is going to be nothing but demagoguery. Uh, where it's going to be all about ultra mega and nothing about um, about the issues, and even that, even the the end, it still surprised me how substance free this was. This is a guy who's running for re-election. He's been in office for a little over two years, right? Two two and a quarter years, maybe. Um, and he's passed legislation. You know, the the um, American Rescue Plan, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. And, uh, and a bipartisan infrastructure bill. He doesn't talk about any of that. Why? Because none of that actually has done anything to benefit anybody. Uh, in fact, if you arguably, uh, well, not even arguably, the uh, American Rescue Plan is what touched off hyperinflation, which right. was likely to start anyway for a lot of different structural reasons that go back to the Obama years. But that touched it off because it set up a it set up a demand wave in the middle of a supply chain crisis, which, you know, an econ 101 student could tell you would set off inflation an inflationary wave. Inflation is too much cash and not enough stuff. And then you don't add to that too much cash. You don't add right. more cash to a situation where you already have too much cash in, in the system. And you're right that he isn't he isn't in, in any way, shape or form engaged in. Well, talking about any of his positive qualities let's start with let's start with how this ad starts i'm going to play about a minute of it i want everybody to be able to hear this and and understand what exactly is going on i think this is the start i think i've got this right 
That wasn't the start. This is the start. <laughs> Freedom, personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red or blue issue. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Cutting Social Security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy. Dictating what health care decisions women can make. Banning books and telling people who they can love. All while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we we're in a battle for the soul of America, and we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. That's right. Don't be complacent. Vote for me again. Yeah, um, this is not a time to be complacent. By the way, the today's lit at the White House is going to be at nine twenty-five a.m. <laughs> they don't want you. You got to assume. You, you got to assume they don't want to answer questions about this. I, I absolutely believe that to be true. Uh, Ed uh, Ed Morrissey of HotAir.com uh, joins me right now. But I think there, there's a, a bigger question, which is yeah. This is the best they had. You just saw the first minute 30 of that three minute video. You heard the first minute 30. Is there anything uplifting in the first minute 30? Is there anything in there that's his his story? I know. I mean, that's the problem, right? I mean, there's there's nothing here except a whole collection of cliches and platitudes, Tony. I mean, there's nothing in this. I mean, you can parse any single one of these uh, any sentence in there, I, I defy you to <laughs> pull a sentence out of there that isn't a cliche or and uh, uh, there are a couple of uh, demagogic attacks, you know, for instance, on Social Security. They want to cut Social Security. Well, no, they don't. Actually, ne nobody wants to do anything about Social Security, which is an issue. But it's not going to be an issue in 2024 because neither party has uh, has the courage to take a look at entitlements and say, hey, look, there's a problem here. We've got to restructure these things. Neither party is going to do that. Both parties are saying they won't. So that's de sheer demagoguery, on top of which Joe Biden is already cutting Medicare Advantage payments. <laughs> right. I mean, so right. the only person who's actually touching entitlements right now is Joe Biden. And he's trying to point the finger at Republicans for discussing entitlements, which they're not. When you, uh, they should be, but they're not. Yeah, and they said during the State of the Union that they wouldn't, and everyone was like, right. "Oh, that's great. We we we've got a deal. Well, we we've still got a problem. Is what we have." The beginning of that video is all about conjuring up January sixth. Yes. Everything is about January sixth. Yeah. So they ran from the basement. And we're able to demagogue Trump into a victory in 2020, if you will. They're going to demagogue everybody as being guilty of January 6th 
who isn't with them. That's the plan. You, Ed Marcy, me, Tony Katz, everybody watching uh, uh, videos on Rumble, everybody listening to my radio shows, everybody listening to your podcast, uh, the Ed Morrissey podcast. Uh, uh, they're all guilty, right? Anybody who's not with us is against us. That's right. the message of the great unifier? Yes. It's it, That's always been Joe Biden's message. Always, 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 always. There's this media mythology about Joe Biden, about compassion and caring, which is absolute. Um, well, I got to be careful because this is going to go on. <laughs> it's going to go on FCC controlled air, um, which is drizzly manure. Malarkey. Malarkey, <laughs> malarkey. is the it's, word you were looking for. It's Ed. malarkey. It is malarkey. This guy has always been a raging demagogue. This is the guy who in 2012 was telling black voters, they're going to put you all back in chains. I mean, that's Joe Biden. Joe Biden has always been a vicious, angry little man who is completely narcissistic. Now, narcissism runs deep in American politics. So Mm -hmm. in that sense, he's not terribly unique, but he has no substance. He never has had any substance. This is a guy who has changed his spots as often as he thinks it's going to um, uh, benefit him to do so. There's no moral center to Joe Biden. Uh, It's strictly... A um, it, it's strictly a you know, uh, uh, ubiest mea uh, calculation. Where's mine? <laughs> Almost wow. literally in terms of that Biden Incorporated. Heavy. That was heavy. Let me give it to you now. Let me give you part two. Let me give you part two of that ad. The first part was that whole run up of uh, MAGA Republicans are going to do this, and and if if you trust MAGA Republicans, we're going to lose democracy, and 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 they're fascists, and right. So we know how ugly this election's going to get. Here's the part two. Because I know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty and respect and treating each other with dignity. That we're a nation where we give hate no safe harbor. We believe that everyone is equal, that everyone should be given a fair shot to succeed in this country. Thank you for choosing us. Every generation of Americans has faced a moment when they have to defend democracy. Stand up for our personal freedom. Stand up for the right to vote and our civil rights. And this is our moment. on to say let's finish the job let's and finish the job yeah. by the way how mafia is that let's finish the job let's yeah. finish the job right <laughs> eddie eddie you listen to me tony tony, tony i talked to paulie i talked to tommy i talked to tommy i talked to paulie we got to finish this thing we can't have him walking around like we can't have a country walking around like this hey, we got to hey. end it hey we know that we know that the job's good for tony the beard so tony the beard you got to go out and finish the job is that what i am now tony Tony the beard Beard. you know what that can be taken a lot of different ways this is 
One of the things I noticed about the video, Ed, talking to Ed Morrissey of hotair.com is that there is a highlighting of Kamala Harris. There is a highlighting of Katanji Brown Jackson. And there's a shot of him on the Edmund Pettus Bridge, which I have no issue with, of course, arm in arm, he's two down from Al Sharpton. Now, yeah, you want to highlight your vice president, even though she's wildly unpopular and incapable. Sure. You want to highlight Katanji Brown Jackson, uh, the first black woman to serve on the Supreme Court. I, I can see that. That makes sure. sense. Al Sharpton. You're going to highlight Al Sharpton? Maybe I don't understand Birds where... Birds of a feather. They're both, the, they're both vicious the demagogues. They're both vicious demagogues. Both of them are vicious demagogues. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, the imagery in this, you can, we can break down the imagery. The imagery is fine. I don't see an issue with the imagery. It's the content. I mean, every single line in this is a cliche, right down to let's finish the job, which is something that every incumbent president says during a re-election campaign. Donald Trump said it. Let me finish the job. Finish the job. Finish the There is not an original thought anywhere in this. There's not an original sentence anywhere in this. It's it's a uh, regurgitation of cliche after cliche after cliche that says absolutely nothing about Biden's current term, let alone Biden's next term. But isn't that the, the telling part? That there's nothing about uplift. There's nothing about what we're going to do next. There's nothing about what we're going to try next. It is simply us against them. The entire three minutes plays out this horror story of us against them. And that's supposed to attract voters. So I'm asking you, I mean, you're the guy who wrote the book Going Red. You wrote the book on how you can just change a couple of votes in a couple of counties and literally change elections. You can find that book at amazon.com wherever fine books are sold. Who is the audience for this re-election video? Oh, this is simply a base turnout video. I mean, this is the Alexander Ocasio-Cortez base that they're talking to here. Uh, I, I don't even think that they're thinking about going beyond their base in this video. This is nothing more than a demagogic call out. This is what demagoguery is. Demagoguery is always about us versus them. It's never about unity. And that's another thing that the media gets wrong about Joe Biden. He's never been about unity. There's never been anything about Joe Biden's been about unity. It's always been about demagoguery. It's always about division. He just keeps jumping over the lines sometimes as to which party he wants to be in. Just about about that demagoguery, right? About that. Take me through a quick history lesson. Are you going back to his time as a senator in in specific or in general? Are you going back to the uh, confirmation hearing of uh, Clarence Thomas? Uh, yeah, me, all of those things. I mean, walk, I mean, walk me through it. I mean, Joe Biden was was siding with segregationists when he first got to Congress because he was a senator from Delaware and that was beneficial to him. And he was siding with the segregationists. Um, and then when they got that got to be politically unpalatable, he switched sides and made himself into a civil rights uh, icon, um, you know, claiming again. Uh, you know, basically falsely claiming to have been involved in the civil rights movement, uh, to have, you know, participated in protests. I mean, uh, you can go over to fact checkers and, and see all the different lies that that Joe Biden has told about his early years in the civil rights movement. Um, uh, this is a guy who 
routinely lies about himself, about his track record. Uh, So you get into the Clarence Thomas hearings, and I mean, that's certainly demagogic. Uh, You know, for that matter, um, I I believe he also participated in the Bork hearings, uh, although I don't think he was uh, the judiciary chair at the time, as he was with Clarence Thomas. Uh, And that was demagoguery. Um, there was a lot of things going on in the Bork hearing, uh, but I mean, True. he's got he's got a he's got a history of this right straight through. They're going to put you all back in chains. This is a guy who thrives on demagoguery. He thrives on uh, division and uh, attempts to make his opposition uh, to something that's completely illegitimate so as to legitimize himself. Doesn't matter what side he's on. That's his tactic. It's always been his tactic. It's always been his strategy. And we just saw three minutes of it. Ed Morrissey is his name. Find his work at hotair.com. And don't forget to become a VIP uh, over there. Ed Morrissey, always appreciate you. Much, much more to get to. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. My life be like... Down here on the southern border, McAllen, Texas, people, that's where I am at. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today came down with Americans for Prosperity. Full disclosure, I do work with AFP. I have a financial relationship with AFP. I always like people to know what is what. They're like, we're doing a tour of the border. Do you want to come and bought my ticket? And here I am. Uh, So uh, this all is going to start tonight, but I'm hoping to get some work done today. And what I'm really hoping is to get a chance to do even more tonight and uh, tomorrow night. I don't know if the word is patrol, but like, I want to see within reason, right? Safety matters. I'm not about to put anybody else's safety at risk, but my plan is to bring everything I can back to you. That's exactly what I'm going to try and do. So get ready over the next couple days, videos, audio, everything. I'll have it for you. Find everything at TonyCats.com. This is Tony Katz today.